Hey friend, Michael McCurry here. Thank you so much for joining me once again for Bible Tract Echoes. Lord willing, later this week we are going to get into Mark chapter 5. It will be our first foray into the fifth chapter of the book of Mark. We've been going verse by verse, account by account through this gospel. I'm going to welcome you in to join us. Now remember, if you've missed previous broadcasts, uh, previous episodes of Bible Tract Echoes, you can find them by searching online. There's multiple places where you can find all of the archived episodes of Bible Tract Echoes. You can do so on your favorite podcast player. Just search for Bible Tracts Inc. or Bible Tract Echoes. You can find them on YouTube as well if you want the video version. I'll tell you more about where I am right now. Those of you that know the program, there might be the faint hint of bird sounds behind me. You may be able to tell the ambiance is slightly different than the norm. You can also find previous broadcasts on the VCY app as well. Regardless, if you'd like to catch up to where we are in the book of Mark, there's many places you can do that. Now, I'm going to ask you to tune your ears because I've got a story for you in just a few moments. Before we dive into that, I've got to tell you two things. Number one is an invitation to our open house, September 30th. We are so looking forward to a wonderful time with so many of our partners just like you. You may say, I've never really used gospel tracts. Am I still welcome to come? Absolutely. We want you to come. The Bible talks about our eye affecting our heart. I'd love for you to come and to get a glimpse of the worldwide need for the gospel. Maybe you'd say, I've never really given money to Bible tracts. Not a problem. We don't demand that people give us money. We want you to come and see. There are many other ways to partner with us. Many of you, you partner through prayer. I can't tell you what that means to us. Some of you, you partner by listening to this very broadcast, and I'm so very thankful that you're doing so. The second thing I need to tell you is about where I am. I am bringing you, a, call it a devotion from the deck. I'm on the back deck here of an Airbnb, and this is not sponsored by Airbnb, though if they'd like to give some money to BTI, we'd be more than happy to take it. But in all seriousness, my family and I were in the Midwest part of the country right now away from home and we did not bring our RV this time. There is some discussion but it made more sense for us to just drive here in our van and we're thankful for the opportunity to travel so often as a family. Many people ask us how often we travel all together as a family and we probably average about 75% of the time for which I am exceedingly grateful. Now, I've got a story to tell you, and I don't want to waste much more time. Not too long ago, my wife and I were traveling. We didn't have the girls with us, unfortunately, but my wife and I were traveling, and we had the opportunity to travel through the LAX, Los Angeles International Airport, there in Southern California. Now, we, how should I put it, did not have the most phenomenal experience. Uh, so far, our experiences with LAX are kind of an 0 for 2 situation. This was the second of the two. I'll tell you about that first one maybe later on. But I'll tell you what, we were dealing with a little bit of 
disappointment. I wouldn't call it discouragement. It was just some things that were stacking up on top of each other. You know how a bad travel day can go. And it was, there was nothing major. It was just some painful thing. It's one of those things you might describe as a pain in the neck. Just some annoyances, irritations, circumstances of life and situations that were not what I would necessarily choose if I was planning out the perfect day or the perfect travel day. But the Lord knew. We had some flight mishaps and different things and uh, some of the uh, things I'm supposed to be eligible for as far as a frequent traveler were not quite what I expected them to be. And it was just one thing after another. And oh, by the way, of course, we walked about three miles back and forth through the airport getting to the right place. And the one terminal we were flying out of does not connect on the security side to the other seven or eight terminals. And so to get to another terminal, we had to come out of security and walk all the way down and wait on a bus that took forever and all these things and you're saying boo hoo brother micah it's tough isn't it traveling all over the place well i'll tell you what sometimes it can be a little bit of a pain in the neck but in all seriousness there are many of you right now that are dealing with far greater disappointments than what i was dealing with the other day my wife and I, uh, yeah, it was not the most fun day we've ever had. Uh, parts of it that felt like a waste of time. But there are many of you, you're dealing with very legitimate, very serious disappointments of life. It might be physical disappointments. The body, your body, not quite working the way you would hope it would. Maybe they're family disappointments. Maybe it's a son or a daughter they're not living the way that if you could choose for them, the way you would choose. Maybe they're financial disappointments. It's very likely there are people listening right now in our current economy. Yes, we are still very blessed in America, but we have international listeners, listeners as well. But even here in America, there are people that are making do with less. I mean, the dollar does not quite go as far as it did not but a few years ago. I realize that. And so I'm not putting my disappointments from that one singular day on any sort of pedestal, but I am going to ask this question, how do we or how should we deal with disappointment? I'm thinking of David in the Bible, was it first or second Samuel, where he taught where the Bible speaks of him encouraging himself in the Lord. Now, on that particular day, when David encouraged himself in the Lord, he was dealing with a pretty massive disappointment. Nothing to be compared to my day the other day. My day was, was nothing compared to that, what David was going through. But the way he handled it came to mind. And I'll be honest with you, I had to dig myself up out of a pretty big hole that I had dug for myself of a bad attitude. Have you ever had a bad attitude day? It's not just reserved for our toddlers or our teenagers. We, friend, you and me, we're supposed to be mature Christians, aren't we? But we can have bad attitudes too. We were getting about to get on an elevator, I should say. And some folks walked up. I could tell by their apparel, by their backpacks, by the hat they had on, and by the good footwear they had. I think they were something along the lines of backpackers, people that were ready to tackle the train. 
and I could tell that they weren't having a good LAX experience themselves. They had missed their connection due to some, again, minor mishaps that had cascaded into major problems for them, and they were going to another terminal that they didn't know how to get to. We had just come from that terminal, and we had to go back, so we had the expert idea of where they should be able to go, and so they kind of invited themselves along to follow us because... We knew where we were going. We got to strike up a conversation with them. The flight they had missed, they were going to Maui. They were going to Hawaii. Now, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't going anywhere near half that exciting. I was coming to Kansas City. Now, nothing against the great city of Kansas City, uh, but there are differences between Maui and Kansas City, and I think most uh, Kansans or Missourians, uh, you'd agree with me. Is that what you call Kansans? Missourians? Anyway, uh, Maui, I, I think I'd prefer to go there nine times out of ten. So we had a chance to strike up a conversation about our joint disappointment. My day didn't seem to be as ruined as badly as theirs was. They were supposed to be going to Hawaii. But they were disappointed. And we walked and talked, and his wife uh, talked to my wife, and I talked to him, and we were hoofing it. It was just me and my wife, and that's why we were able to keep up with them. And I looked at my wife, and I said, hey, we've got to keep up with these folks. Once we finally pointed them in the right direction, we had to walk past where they were going. I said, we need to keep up with these folks, because we need to give them a gospel tract. Now, please understand me, this is not a Pat Brother Micah on the back situation. We need to say, oh, Brother Micah, he was handling his disappointment like a champ. To be honest with you, until that point, I was still kind of irritable. I was still, now, I did not take it out of my wife. We were far more uh, laughing. If you would have seen us, you would have thought we were jovial, and because when instead of crying, we were laughing. It was not a crying situation, but we were just over all of the day and over the situation, and so we were making jokes about it and things between each other. But we had the chance. They turned off to go, and we wished them a good trip, and I took, it was a pleasure to meet you. I took a gospel tract out of my wallet, my tract wallet, and I handed it to those folks. Had the chance to give them a gospel tract. Now, I don't know what they do with that gospel tract. I'd love to tell you they've contacted me and told me that they've accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. I don't know. But I do know, once they finally went to Maui, Maybe, just maybe, they got on a plane. Maybe they didn't have time because they were trying to take the time to get to a plane and a gate and all that. But I can just imagine them sitting down and opening up that gospel tract. I hope, I do think, that we left a positive taste in their mouth from our short interaction there. You know, I think of how I often handle disappointment. So often, very seldom I should say, do I handle it quite correctly. And that day, I wish I could say it was just for a few minutes, but it was probably a good bit longer than that, I reveled in my disappointment. I kind of swam around in my irritation and allowed it to conquer me for just a little while. Then I thought of David, and I thought of the opportunity that God gave me to come across these people's lives, and who knows... At the bare minimum, they had to go their way, we had to go ours. We were both trying to catch the planes we were then supposed to be on. I didn't have the time to talk to them for minutes or even hours besides our short walk. 
But I do know this, they walked away with a clear presentation of the gospel. Let me encourage you in your daily life as you deal with disappointment, as we so often will, to do it correctly, like David did. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Now, later this week, I'm planning on getting into the book of Mark chapter 5. I hope you'll stick around with me on the program. If you have any questions, a comment, a critique, or a concern, don't hesitate to reach out. You can contact me directly at 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309 316 Seven two four zero. Now, hopefully, the rest of this week, the birds will cooperate and won't be too exceedingly loud as I bring you another devotion from the deck. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day, a marvelous day, a great day for His glory. And God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.